Hello and welcome back to another episode of the cat. Did I mess up? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Caffeine and Sensu Beans podcast. My name is Irvin and I'm joined by my good friend Paul. Adia will be joining us a little later today. Um, so far, no technical difficulties, thankfully. You know, we're uh, notorious for having at least a technical difficulty, at least one during each episode. Um, but we haven't had any so far, so that's good. We're also doing this during the day. We're recording during the day, which is nice because normally we record uh, in the evening at night and, um, you know, quite the oxymoron considering we're, we're themed after coffee. But, um, Paul, how are you? I'm good, man. I got my caffeine right here. Not coffee, but it's caffeine. Good old yeah, it's caffeine. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I got Starbucks, even though it's not coffee, it's just water from Starbucks. Why would you go to Starbucks and get water? <laughs> uh, well, I had gone to, uh, I went to, you know, my workout class in the morning, very tired. Then I went to go get a leave for my wife, um, and I bought some Starbucks for my, my sister while I was there, so I was just like, oh, let me just get a water. And that's how we ended up here. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I've, uh, dude, I don't know if you saw that interview with Shia LaBeouf. Now that you say thoughtful, man. He's a, I know but, him, He's obviously a person with a lot of issues, but I find him to be innately a good person who does not fit in the society. Uh, well, he, he, I don't know if you saw the interview with uh, John Berth. I can't pronounce his name. Uh-huh. His last name, the, the yeah, the one from the Punisher. Yeah, I yeah, part yeah, of yeah. it. It was he's interesting. He's an interesting guy. He's very intense. He's intense. Yeah, he he is very intense. He's clearly like a deep thinker. Also, sometimes I say like the people who think the deepest are the ones who have they have the most. Like, a little bit out It's difficult for them to Especially. yeah. Right, right. Well, it's difficult for them to kind of do certain, I don't know, mundane tasks or live their day-to-day life because they're always overthinking everything. Where someone who's maybe a little more, thinks a little more superficial or doesn't really get too caught up in those type of thoughts, they just kind of like go on about their day, you know? So, 100%. Um, but, what I, but I found his interview very interesting, very powerful as well. And I always like just hearing people's perspectives and their different journeys because, you know, people are different. Um but he he said something interesting and he said like you know in society we don't really teach people how to become a how to become a man um and so like i never knew when i was supposed to be a man and he and he said when are you supposed to be a man when you get a driver's license when you finally go to war like when you get a job uh and for him he said you become a man when you have to take responsibility uh, when you're responsible for others and i found that pretty interesting you know um Obviously, we have kids, we have a family, and just offline, we were talking about some of the things that, you know, we have to think about now um, as as we continue to grow and also grow our families and see how we can protect our families. So, um, yeah, man, interesting. There's always interesting content out there for people to consume, um, but... Uh, yeah, I've been good also. I was in Florida two weeks ago, right? I was in Naples, and, um, that, and Naples just got destroyed by Hurricane Ian, you know, so. Naples, Florida, people. Unfortunate. Huh? I'm clearing up that it's Florida, not in Italy. <laughs> yeah, that P1, I know, man. I was thinking, like, maybe we go out there and we fetch it <laughs> and bring it over here. Try to refurbish it. Try to re, um, try to see if we could bring it back to life. But it's crazy, dude. I was out there two weeks ago, and then, um, was it two weeks? I think it was two weeks. And then, and then this happens, you know. Uh, and it's reminiscent of when I was in Puerto Rico in 2017. Uh, I was out there before. I think it was Maria or was it Irma? 
I don't know. It was a big hurricane that wiped out Puerto Rico completely. Yeah, it hit Puerto And, uh, yeah. And we were there a week before the hurricane hit. And, um, yeah, it was crazy, man. Crazy, crazy times, right? Crazy times. Yeah. Is that Um, when you went to the Bacardi? I did, yeah. I went to the Bacardi thing. Uh, what else did I do? We did a lot. But, I don't um, know what it's called. Did you check out that place where the waves crash over and you have to go in? It's like a little beach, but but it's cut off by these like. Oh no! I I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, um, beautiful! I don't know. The name. Fuck, I don't remember the name. It's beautiful, but also terrifying because I'm like, what if what if the waves just destroy that shit and then everyone's just gone? <laughs> I know. Seriously, I know what you're. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Have you been in Puerto Rico? No, no, no. I just have a friend out there. Oh, Okay. Oh, nice. Puerto Rican or Mexican? Revolutions and all that crazy shit. It's crazy how our media didn't portray any of it. Apparently, there was like a huge, like almost mini civil revolution going on two years ago during the beginning of the pandemic. And Puerto Rico? Yeah, she was like saying that all the people were protesting and quitting, but then the earthquakes were like, they just were hit by major natural disasters that were fucking them over. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, but either, right? Um, I was like, look, if it wasn't for her... Uh, you, know how, you know how it is with mainstream media. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, though. Yeah, no. People are running out of... It's people like, are uh, running... Well, people who don't have money, they were running out of basic things like toilet paper, water. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah dude. That was wild when, when toilet paper was flying off the shelves and you can find why? it. Why? I don't and that, why. Like, the government really fucked with us. Like, hey... People are buying all the toilet paper. Oh shit! Everyone buy toilet paper. It's like they everyone on that one. And I feel like now because of Twitter, all I kept seeing on my Twitter feed uh, was like empty shelves of toilet paper. And if you have enough people seeing that type of imagery, they're gonna panic, you know. So there was a lot of fear mongering for sure going on. Man, maybe, you know, this isn't the podcast for it, but maybe one day we could talk about, you know, more, let's say, red zone topics. Speaking of, such okay, as, lastly, Choco Taco, I think that's yeah. number one right now, the Choco Taco pandemic. What happened? The Choco Taco epidemic. <laughs> what I, I mean, are they still around or what? what no, happened? they're done, dude. They're, they don't exist anymore. No. Klondike canceled them. People are selling one. Choco taco for five hundred dollars, and then damn, it might be worth it though. No, damn, that was a classic. On that one, I read the reviews. They're like, "Don't fall for this shit." They're just sticking. They're just no, that's putting the label on it, and they're putting some fucking cardboard with chocolate in there. <laughs> People will find a way to finesse you. I mean, it's, that happened. In my- yeah, you got hustled. You do it. The cops exactly what the cops do. So be like. Nice. You got hustled, son. So. Well, what could you do? I mean, um, that happened to my dad when he was with my mom dating, and you know they were boyfriend and girlfriend before I was born. Jeez. And he was, I guess, trying to impress her. They were out in the street. I don't know where exactly, maybe the city, maybe Oakland. I don't remember because my dad lived in the city before. And uh, yeah, dude was selling a VHS, <laughs> right? As I put air quotes up, a VHS and. Uh, a VHS player. That's what they're called, right? I already forgot. Anyways, my dad bought it. He purchased it. He went, grabbed it, put it in his trunk. They went home. He opens the box up, and it's just a bunch of bricks. And <laughs> that's common. yeah, that's common. <laughs> that's uh, it's still used to you know. Yeah, yeah, it's still used to this day, you know, I mean, you gotta, for all you out there, for all you folks out there that are uh, scalping, not scalping, but buying off scalpers, you gotta always double check, (laughs) try and verify, obviously. The same thing in the city, my friend, he bought supposedly a plasma TV when they were the hype, and they were like, he only spent $200, and it was like a fucking 62 inch plasma, it was a fucking plasma from McDonald's, dude. Like he turned, the menu popped up, and I'm like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> it was a men- McDonald's menu that they had jacked and put in the box. Damn, <laughs> McDonald's was probably looking for that too. But I'm just dude. The length these people go to the hustle is like, you're like, well, I mean, you stole this from McDonald's. You gotta be out there, man. <laughs> 
You gotta be on the lookout. You never know. That's one thing that you know. That's the funny thing. You learn as you get older. Hopefully, is to be, um, but it, more savvy. But is it one of those things you only learn to become savvy once you get screwed? Yeah, yeah. It's hard because you you just don't have that callus, right? Unless right, like unless you've experienced you, it. Yeah, unless you grow up watching it. It's like it's not gonna be like innately. Like, oh, yeah, we should probably check to get we're getting hustled. Or it's, yeah, I mean, some things you just have to go through it, dude. Like, it's like if you've never really been punched in the face, mm-hmm. like, in any in any uh, domain, then you, you it's hard to really explain how it hurts, like how your your nose will ring and, like, the shock it hits you with. It'll, it'll jar your, your whole face, um, you know. Uh, so it, it's one of those things you gotta go through, even though even if you you live around it, um, you know at one point you will be finessed. It's just gonna happen. Uh, I see I see Ariel's joining us right now. Yo, what up? Yo, what's up, man? We were just uh, having some introductory talk, talking about uh, you know, my dad being finessed and stuff Uh-oh. and. And how, how you got to learn? Well, this was years ago, and he was trying to impress my mom, uh, like to you know buying a VHS player off the street, and it turned out it was just a box filled with bricks. <laughs> but this was as he was opening the box at his house, nice. trying to like, trying to, and you know it's like, like in fifty dollars, which was a lot to him back yeah. then. That was so, back then. That's like twenty cars you can fill up, twenty Tahoes you can fill up full gas back in the day. <laughs> 50 bucks, man, tell me about it, dude. That ga- the gas now, it's like it's going back up. Yeah, it no, it went back up to, at least around. It went back up like a dollar already. I'm like, what the? Yeah. This is like overnight. Damn, dude. Overnight. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're, we're back to yeah. seven? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Is gas more expensive in the city, Ariel, or is it less expensive? Because over here, it's like six seventy. It's the same right now. Is yeah, it the same? About, like, I the, was wondering, the, like the cheapest place around here that they were trend. underselling everybody for a long time. It was like five bucks. What and they were? Yeah, they were under. Like you know, they were they were just underselling everybody. That's crazy. Uh, but so so they're the, they're they're the lowest ones, and I just went That's by crazy. there yesterday, and they're at six twenty nine right now. Oh shit! Holy you shit! Know, when they go up, the cheapest one in the block goes up a whole block. That's you know it's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, That's, you just scared me. Yeah. Damn, dude! I know, man. Gas is is going up. Um, so another way- but how are you doing, Nadia? Uh, Just joining I've, I've been good, man. I've been good. I uh, yeah, been chilling. Uh, getting this FIFA twenty three going. Oh, and, how is it? Uh, I every year I'm like, well, not every year, but you know, I took a break from it, and then I'm starting over it again. And you like it? You know, I I only was able to play it two days ago when it came out, so I can't. I can't totally like give a, a full review right now, but there's a there's yeah, a there's, right, a, right, there's yeah. a glitch right now in one of the games. So I'm just I'm just trying to exploit it right now to the, be- to the best of my ability. <laughs> oh, shit. I, of course, you have to. Get, if if not, they're gonna do it on right. you. Yeah, remember like in FIFA 2018, there was a little glitch where people were literally just juggling into the goal, and I'm like, what the. Yeah, that was a bad yeah. one, dude. That one, yeah, that one you, you could be, I was. You would press circle and you wouldn't be able to tap. Like you wouldn't do anything. He'll just run next. I'm like, what the fuck? He literally just juggled from the half field from the beginning all the way to the goal without yeah. you being able to do a thing. Yeah, yeah, man, FIFA. We, we, I mean, that's a whole. That's a whole yeah, I've, I've got. But the, yeah, that's a whole thing. I, I got FIFA also. I think the graphics improved a little yeah. bit, though, at least a little bit. Honestly, I'll say this. I've played it since Monday, um, and I think the gameplay is better than last year's. And when I say gameplay, I, I'm talking about uh, the actual style of play. So in this one, it's, players, even though they're fast, they're not like flying past people. It's more you actually have to build up. You got to pass. There are more intelligent runs. Like it isn't last year. You would just basically try to uh, pass down the wing and do like you know one of the meta meta skill moves like L one, then elastical out one way, shot cancel, and then try to. It, it was all very predictable last year. This year, they focused more on passing, which I think is good. But still, you're going to get those animations where it's like. 
Hey, defender, why didn't you get that? Why didn't you get the goalie? Why'd you let that in, bro? A striker, right? why didn't you go after that ball? You know, so I think those things are just never going to go away. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the game goes. I mean, right now, an ultimate team, they've been pricing up the uh, the uh, the SBCs like crazy, dude. Yeah. They just released a flashback there with Silva, and wow. he's like 140. It, it, but if you see a stats, like, he shouldn't be 140. Yeah. It should be maybe like 60. Well, but, I saw that early on and yeah. only an 82. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But this one's an 85. The one the one they just released is an 85. And, um, early on. I mean, you're scoring 20 goals in three games. I don't What? Well, they're yeah, probably, they're probably an predicting that he's going to have a crazy season. So but then, like, they're like going to just up him up in like Team of the Week. But what about that Colombian defender? Isn't he like a 93 from Liverpool? I forgot his name. The one they just signed? The Colombian? The left wing, uh, the left wing Diaz. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's ninety-two. That was probably you're probably thinking of team of the season. Yeah, you're, um, you're right, actually. Like, you're probably right on that. Yeah, team of the season for this one. I'm not sure what his rating is, but you know, yeah, he's he's a good player. But I'm just saying it doesn't. I mean, the, the, the numbers are always a little off in FIFA. That's the one thing. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, they're they're off. Once it's like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Messi yeah. should not be as high as they are right now. For sure, yeah. but the thing is, like, that's who's going to sell them the, the, the making the most money. Those two Neymar and Mbappe, those guys, they're going to make them the most money. Yeah, so they're going to be players are going to people are going to try to you know pack them, and so they're going to pay for the packs, and then they're going to not get them, and then they're going to continue to pay and continue to pay, and by the time you know it, you spent three hundred dollars in a night thinking like you could get Mbappe or. Messi, Cristiano. Um, that's the name of the game. I will say this, though. I could, I, I, I didn't think it was possible for the soundtrack to be... I didn't think it was possible to have a worse soundtrack than FIFA 22. But here it is. And I was... I was yeah, but here we are. No, the FIFA, here FIFA, we are. Look, FIFA, I think just in general, has just been on a downhill. And this is the last FIFA, right? Yeah. So it's just like... This is this is, you'd, think this that, is, you'd think that they'd go crazy about it, but like, if anything, I feel like they were just biting a lot off of a Pez. If I'm not like, to be honest with you, like even the, exactly the shot animations, you I know, thought, like when they like zoom in on them, yeah. I'm like that's what Pez did last was, year. I think Pez is really fucking dope overall mm-hmm. gameplay. It's just not very popular, and it's not very refined either. Yeah, like they, but but it does have like a nice. There is something night about like the foundation of of you, you know what it is? It's that I feel like. Have you guys ever played? I don't. Maybe probably not. Any of the NHL games? Oh, it's been it's been yeah. a while. Well, their mo- yeah, and like, their hits, like their actual the actual physics of the game is very fluid, and it makes it so damn good. That game, like when you hit someone or when you when you stop immediately, do a quick one eighty turn around the player, like. That's what FIFA needs, like those physics added into the game. True. Like how the ball sometimes, but like you, you know how the ball literally just bounces over the goalie at times in FIFA. Like the, the, the goalie, <laughs> and he swings wildly yeah, with but, the hand. That's because I feel like that's because of the physics dynamic. The physics in the game is not accurate, so the fucking bots get confused. Versus in the NHL, yeah, those pucks go crazy, and the goalie's on point if the goalie's good enough. Like right, back in the right, day, right. I, was, I would like I hate LA, but I would use quick. I like. I would love having Quick on the mm-hmm. team, really, because fucking his the goal. He would do all the work for you defensively if you didn't know how to play defense in hockey in that game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, look at look at you being an NHL. I, I yeah, no, I enjoy the game, but also I wonder how the players at the top levels in you know the NHL games are also because FIFA is fun, and then you get to the point where you are playing it so competitively that the only joy you get out of it is winning. You're not like really enjoying skilling or, you know, doing tricks or like scoring great goals. You're just trying to, trying to win. And I think that's how it was for me with NHL. Like I really enjoyed playing, but I was not good. I wasn't playing competitively. So who knows what would happen if I, if I pushed it and then became, you know, good and competed at like a higher rank. So um, did you guys ever play the Virgin Mobile game betting that FIFA had back in the day? You remember mm-hmm. college? I don't know if they still have it, but they were like teamed up with um, Virgin Mobile and they had like a little competitive gaming and like you could play $10 each mm-hmm. game. So like 
sometimes you can come up third. Oh, you were betting with another yeah, person. people online, like with professionals, with regular Joes. Weird FIFA pros. I I quit that. I gave him one. I quit that shit. I, I did not touch the ball <laughs> once in the first half. I'm like, okay, let's just take a win. How could you not touch the ball once? If he scored on you, you kick off. Okay, I guess I held the ball and then he stole it immediately. I don't know how. I was not no, able to get knew, through. You knew you were in for something else. When I couldn't get, when I couldn't hold the ball. No, yeah, I knew. I, I just got to quit. You just know when you got to quit in that game. <laughs> oh man, I'm good for. Well, anyways, anyways, we've been talking for like 20 minutes about non-anime stuff, but we are... Anime is life, bro. They're all... There's anime about... I know. I see your shirt. I see your shirt. What is that? Mob Psych? No, it's, no, it's, it's called Boom Slank. You guys should check them out on Instagram. There's these two brothers that created their own... Their own anime, essentially. Anime and anime t-shirt. They, they don't have any actual... Oh, nice. Show. Oh, shout out, shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to Boom Slank. Yeah, like shout you. out to... All right, cool. Um, yeah, well, I'll check them out. Uh, okay, so we're here to talk about Ranking of Kings. We continue on this journey, the Ranking of Kings journey. And um, the episode that we'll be discussing today is the sacrifice of dreams, right? Um, before I give my thoughts on it, uh, Paul, I'll go ahead and ask you what you thought about it and then uh, you know Ariel could chime in also afterwards so um, um shoot am I putting you on the spot if I am then I'll, I'll, I'll toss oh, it that over to that was, that was the first like little little shack face moment like ooh <laughs> okay <laughs> no, well, yeah this episode is a it's a nice development episode because it shows a little bit of background for everyone I like to say it shows it, it, it's so damn interesting because for when I was first watching this, it made me really question the queen. Like, what's going on here? Is she playing a role? Is she going what she wants? She it seems she's like very conflicted. And then you get to see the personalities of the guards. So it's like, okay, there's development happening here. I don't want to. I don't think. I think there's a scene that you guys are not talking about. But the one with Despa, you know, that one got me excited. I don't want to tell people about it, but it was like a five. It was like ten seconds with Boji. He's like, you ready, Boji? And he's like, e. I was like, oh, okay, okay. At the episode, end. Yep, this next episode. But rewatching it, um, you get to, I guess you get to enjoy all the different little, the more buildup of the characters instead of the actual episode itself. I, you, right? Like Domas and uh, the boy, the homie he, he rescued. Like, it's very interesting. What They're all conflicted. Uh, Domas is the guy he rescued him at the, at the pike. Remember, right there. Yeah, I mean, you looked a little confused when you remember. So it's just it's interesting because they all, almost all of them, well, the ones that we see as villains, are starting to become like antiheroes to me. And the ones we saw, like Boji's dad, he's he's becoming a strong villain in this show at this moment. I would say, but at the same time, it's, yeah, that's something I want to talk about also. Uh, yeah, by Miranjo, he's being he's being a little bit um. He is, but I don't know what you guys think. Do you think he's influenced by Maranjo, or is he just going with the flow of life? Because he seems to change his trajectory when Boji is born. His attitude changed a little bit. Good question. He's, he's uh, like, I don't care. I'm going to sacrifice let, me, let me get... But he doesn't really suck. Yeah, let, let's get back to that, because I, I do want to unpack that. I do want to unpack that, because that was one of the big things I also kind of view... Uh, thought about when i was watching the episode but um what do you think of the episode um this episode this episode uh it was good i liked it it was um like paul said just there's a lot of development around characters that uh, what i like about it is that it's it's set it's not even centering like uh boji which it is kind of about boji but it is centering like the antagonist right it's centering the the who we're fighting against and this is what i always this is this is what i was talking about with bebop it's just like there's a clear like antagonist here you know what i'm saying like there's a clear like going and and, and a part of me like enjoys that because it's like yeah i do want to know more about why the why his dad is coming back like what like what led to it and it's an interesting, like, I think it's an interesting story, right? Because it's like, it would it would suck for the antagonist to not even have an interesting story. But the the story that is created around King Boss, like, it, it, is a, it, is a, it is an interesting one. 
and you know in anime it's like the only place that i ever fucking encounter where like the mom and dad like duke it out to, to see if they're actual mates you know only in anime will i ever see mom and dad like hey dog i don't know if you're strong enough to fucking be my be my, be my my kid's son let me introduce you know? my, two, my two historical sense notes. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think if they're not wrong, I think the Vikings used to do something like that with the shield maidens mm-hmm. for their actual partner. Like you have to be able to beat her, and then she's like, "All right, you're worthy." But this is this is only for the damn. Oh, oh, like uh, in a con- not not yes, correct. Like you'll you'll see if you watch that show everything that you're talking about. It, it explains it a little bit. That one's it's a really good Vikings, yeah, Vikings. Yeah, like the right, right, right. That has its Hollywood eyes to it, but there's some historical, loosely historical facts to it. Accuracy, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't call it accuracy, but there's you know they touch it. (laughs) But I was, what do you guys think about that though? As well, because Bolse, like you're saying, he comes off as a villain, but almost immediately he gets shy to his wife, right, to his Mm -hmm. future partner, or. So 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 really quick before before we go into that, I wanted to really get your guys' take on this, right? <laughs> because I guess we'll jump into it, but it's uh yes, when we're seeing the flashback, right? Uh of King Bos and how he's um his goal, it seems like, when he's talking to Miranjo or the demon who Miranjo's Miranjo's translating for him, right? And just to set the scene for people who haven't watched the show uh, or watched this episode, um, what we're talking about is about, you know, around the beginning of the episode, like I'd say about 20% in, we're seeing a historical story play out, which is King Bose and his pursuit of power. And uh, we're introduced to King Bose talking to a demon, and the demon is speaking in his own language, and Miranjo is translating for him and she said and the demon says you have in order for you to attain like the pinnacle of power that you're pursuing you need to consume um someone of your own blood right taken from someone of your kin yeah and he's like well i don't really right it's like don't worry you can right. <laughs> so Savage. he goes he looks for a mate he finds one it's boji's mom boji's mom is a giant as well like these gentlemen said, they duke it out. But everything for King Bose up until that point is pursuit of power. Pursuit of power. Like we see him in action. He's slaying people. Um, and he obviously comes... Like he, he looks like the epitome of just powerful, right? Um, and then he sees... And then we see a scene where he's... Uh, like eviscerating everyone, it, 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 like all these demons, they look like monsters, right? He's just Actually, destroying all of them. And that's when he's like, "Oh, was he yeah, just, if you, oh, you're right, he was because he had a bunch of arrows that were piercing him. Then his son was born, and he just, yeah, he got huge, and and he even said it. He said, "My son is born." Um, right. He, he and he goes goes off because yeah, everyone. Like, After that, you know, real quick, because it's kind of funny. Like he murders everyone. He looks at the village. He doesn't go and check on his son. He goes and breaks a rock. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. Is that what he did? I thought he went into the house. I thought he went into the house. He sees Boji's mom holding Boji's baby. That's right. And we see at least what I kind of took from it is a sudden shift. Where um, this looked like maybe just another village he was passing by, um, or something like that. I don't know, but he sees his son, and his son is the complete opposite of what yeah. him and Boji's mom are. Uh, very small, obviously baby, so very fragile, uh, but like too small even for a giant. Yeah, and, um, a very cute baby, a very cute giant. Yeah, you see like a shift in King Bose's um, demeanor. It's almost like it's that moment when you see your child, and in this case, his son. Right? And you, obviously, you two have sons, and his his demeanor changes. He's like, maybe his goals shifted. I don't know, but maybe now he has a different pursuit. Up until that point, we'll talk about like how the rest of the episode unfolds. But 
he then, you know, uh, runs out. It looks like he's completely filled of joy, adrenaline, and motivation. And he slices a boulder in half, which may be a callback to Boji. Um, and he there says... He again. Yeah, that damn boulder. <laughs> right? boulder, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. uh, that was a little... And then, you know, everything... He, he literally says it. Everything he will do will now be... In if for his son, like it will, everything will be oriented towards his son. Um, I don't know what you guys, what you guys thought about that. Like, did we see for even if it was just for a moment, he went from this man who's pursuing power to maybe now having a less selfish pursuit and a more like fatherly instinct, like just grow. I feel like at this point, he's conflicted with things he doesn't understand because he's still going by the flow of power, but also conflicted by the flow of family in the sense of how we see him first, like, all right, let's go and assassinate Boji. And then he's like, you know what? Never mind. And you guys are banished for trying to do this. And then he's like, you know, let's kill my wife. It's very, he's very, he's a very conflicted man. Even though he's a giant, he has so much power, but he's just, he's still human innately. In the yeah, but but in that moment, in that moment when he sees his son, that's what I'm saying. It's, right? it's interesting though. That's what I'm saying. In, in that moment, I feel like that's where he starts to feel the conflict of like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the moment of yeah. where like he sees his son born. Like I, that's when like he does. I agree with you with that. That's his turning point, but it's also his internal conflict because he's not sticking to the story anymore, or else he would he would right. be the strongest in the world. And we see that when he's like mirror mirror on the wall. Who's the strongest? Like who's the strongest of them all? Yeah, and, and then it's like, oh shit, Boji. So that's when we t- that's what I talked about before. You know, like we're not talking about power. Strength is not power. You know, in, in this show, he doesn't have any strength, but he's still, Boji. but he's still the most powerful yeah. of them all. So, and like you said, with the boulder, there is that parallel, right? We see in this in this episode specifically. Where he breaks the boulder mm-hmm. in half, he he breaks the giant boulder in half. He's just like Boji split it in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that's interesting. But now, um, what about you? Is that just gonna is that just a metaphor for their bond as well? It could be, or it could represent, like we said, two different philosophies. One is the living for the um, pursuit of absolute power and the other maybe is living for your son in this case, you know, something maybe bigger than you. I don't know. Yeah, Boj is definitely reflecting Uh, a different part of society where he's like doing the work together versus Bose who's teaching, you know, you got to screw everyone over to get what you want. Those are two different pursuits of power. uh, Just that the ends justify the means. Yeah. You know, he he basically went up to Boji's mom and was like, "I want you to be my, I I want you to bear my child." And then they're like, "Okay, let's fight." (laughs) Everything was in the pursuit of power, right? Whatever that meant. So, what about you, Adair? What do you think of? Uh, Well, I do think that there is a shift. I I think that it's not in the shift that I that I I don't particularly agree that he's taking a shift for a less selfish. I think like if anything, it's more selfish. Like. I look at it as like because in that scene also uh he has a he has a when he's looking at Boji as a little baby he also remembers seeing the demon. And to me like that symbolizes like and then d- right after that he makes a decision like this is my kingdom now. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think that the kingdom the kingdom is all about appearances. It's all it's all show even in the way that it's structured big castle on the hill i'm above you i'm 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 superior so to me i'd look at that as like i'm gonna build this up for the appearance that like it's like it's for our family and it's for my son because that's really the only thing that he can provide because he knows at the end of the day like he needs to he needs to kill somebody he needs to kill boji really to actually do it so to right. make himself feel better i'm like i'm gonna provide him everything it's like that dad that like gives you everything you know what i'm saying but at the core of it mm-hmm. it's like or that, that parent that gives you everything that's actually not like you're yeah. like you yeah, you're like right. you know those kids that like live in like really rich mansions and like 
Yeah, huh? trying to, or oh, I'm sorry, I thought you meant like trying to live through their kids, like their glory, kind of. Trying no, to not them. at all. Like they're so like disassociated with their child, they actually are just giving them everything. Like they're just they just constantly spoil just constantly them. Spoil them, but like at the, at the oh. core of it, there's actually this other part that I don't know if I don't think I've seen enough of King Vos to actually see like uh, an actual like remorseful thing because then you I don't see why he would get the response that he gets when the mirror shows him who's the strongest. Yeah. So, so that, that's the way I interpret that because it's no, just like th- there is there like it to me it's it's a more of a selfish thing to try to make himself feel better about the the ultimate decision that he has to make. He's like, mm-hmm. at least I gave my kid a kingdom after I killed him. Mm, that's a really good I can see that. No, I see that. I didn't see that, but I, I see that. I thought he was just trying to yeah, I show mean, and try to give like not people like an excuse to wonder why he just suddenly died, why he just got sick. And I thought he was just trying to play that off. But damn, I lost my train of thought on this one too. Yeah, oh, there he goes. I mean, but real quick, what you're saying with the Bolsa scene, I felt like that was a moment of guilt. From seeing his face, and then he kind of maybe wants to break the boulder to remind himself why he do, he's doing what he's doing. But I don't. I thought it was guilt. I took it as guilt when he sees his baby, and then he's like, you know, when you see something beautiful, and then you're reminded of the atrocities, you, atrocities you did together. Well, and pure and innocent, and has no no fault of his own. Obviously, like what his fate is going to well, be. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, um, the baby's us is a sign of pure innocence and purity, right? That's what the baby's And then we have the complete opposite, which is a devil shown right there. So to me, I, I that was his a... guilt as his guilt getting to him at this point, like guilt he didn't have before. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, for, for me, it was one of those, um, it was because obviously I can, and it's weird that I'm going to say this, but obviously I could relate to a degree with King Bose, like that face that he makes. Um, and the way I read it was he's obviously seeing his child for the first time. Anyone that's a parent and has seen their child for the first time, it's uh, there's like a visceral feeling that just kind of comes out of you and it hits you like a ton of bricks, right? Um, and I think maybe for that that moment, I kind of agree with Paul where he, he's conflicted um, and he's thinking, wait, what? I, I have to kill this dude? I have to kill my son? Um, and and I think even if it's short-lived, he does experience what I would say the majority of fathers experience when they see their children, which is just overwhelming emotion. Like, you know, um, but then... You're right, Ariel, in the sense that as the show goes on, where the hell did that King Boss go? Or like you said, was it an illusion? Or, 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 am I interpreting that wrong? Because um, for those that haven't watched the episode, King Boss is now reincarnated right, in King Dida. And so Dida is now stuck in what looks like purgatory. And of course... Like a shadow realm, yeah, he's he's in another dimension for sure. Um, and King King Bose is is living through him, and we see a ruthless King Bose, like uh, a dude that that. Um, Think about this. That's how he comes across. Um, that's how he he definitely. So. I'll tell you why I think he's ruthless. One, because he's willing to kill his wife, hating, right. He, um, we did not. Wait, I remember did they touch on this on her story, but as of right now, do we know that he showed the same love to Queen Hilda to as, as his previous giant wife? Like, you know, because we don't, I don't, I don't, I don't we we're definitely no, not there. No, if they even show that at all, I'm trying to be. This is the first time we've ever been introduced to Boji's mom, okay? So so there's see, no, there is no, there is no comparison yet. There is no comparison. Right? It's, that, that's what I was, I was, so it, as a writer, we still see that his relationship to his current wife is very cold. It's strictly political. Yeah. Versus with, it's transactional. He really. saw emotions with Boji. In him. So he, mm. so is Boji the one that was, because now in this episode, we do see that part where he's ruthless in the sense he took one of his sons for sure, Dida. Like he's gone. Right yeah. Now. And um, 
Bodhi, yeah. though. I mean, he, what what other what other examples do we need to show Bodhi, ruthlessness? No, no, because Bodji's opposite right now. He's like, you know, I don't. He understands that he needs to kill Bodji, but he's still not making that the goal. He still hasn't ordered people to go and murder him. He's kind of okay setting his pace as King Dido right now with the power he has. Like, yeah, but he, 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 he sacrificed, sacrificed his son, his son <laughs> to be in the shadow realm. It, does that not constitute enough? evidence to show that he's ruthless you know what i'm saying like what else does he need to do does he need to like chop someone's head off to show that he's ruthless i think i think that's pretty ruthless to send your to send your child to the shadow realm in just a pitch dark room i still think he's dealing with inner turmoil because he hasn't killed anyone just yet he has he has the capability of doing that but he doesn't murder anyone but he's also, but but I think like a context here matters though, Paul, because everyone thinks that he's Dida, so no nobody unless like it, it, it matters. It, you know, if he was King Bose, I'm sure he had he wouldn't have no problem fucking offsetting fucking whoever. If he was in that body, like I'm sure he'd be fucking like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, again, like Assassin's Creed. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of here. But like because he's Dida, he also has to juggle that uh, exterior. So, you know, but I still think he's ruthless in that in that way that I I mean, I can't fathom. You, you guys are talking about like he had a turn it like looking at his son. I'm like, what turn? This man sent his kid to the shadow realm. Oh, there's no turn well, in this man. Murdering both of them. And the way this is setting up is that they're going to he's going to fight Boji. So I, I yeah, mean, that's yeah, the way I, I agree with you. That's all. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That looks like, yeah. I mean, there's so many things, and I, I didn't, I, I didn't mean like he had a turn and now he's a lovey dovey dad. I meant more like for that moment, in that moment, he experienced those feelings that all fathers do, and obviously he reverted to him. It appears King Dido's a lot like this, and I would even say, you know what, Boji isn't too far off in the ultimate pursuit. Like they all want to reach the top. They have different ways of doing it, but they all want to reach the top. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe King Boss is playing chess, and I'm over here looking at a checkerboard, right? Um, but this man goes, and he he blasts, right? He blasts Dorsh. Is that his name? The uh, uh, Queen Healing's uh, uh, bodyguard? Dorsh? Dorsh, yeah. That was sick. Yeah, with a a club this big, club dude. bigger than his body. He's just carrying it around like a fucking like, like a towel. Like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let me let me just compress it and make a diamond for you. Here you go. <laughs> no, no, but when I saw that, I was like, okay, he wants to destroy her bodyguard so that now she's more vulnerable. That's what I read mm. um, when I watched the, the episode. And so I'm I'm thinking, to your point, Adiel, obviously right now where we're at, unless ranking of kings, I wouldn't put it past them, like, you know, flips on its head. The, the, the antagonist or the main villain is focusing or narrowing in on King Bose. Um, and when we initially watched the and again, it might flip in the future episodes. I don't know. But when we initially watched it, I thought, okay, King Bose is the only... I actually said this the last episode we watched. King Bose was the only one who endorsed Boji. Like, he was the only one who... who he wanted him to be king. Um, and he came across as, like, the one who actually had Boji's back. And now we kind of see, yeah, it doesn't look like that may be the case. So many questions I mean, and, and around King Bose. That's such an Bose. interesting, like, now knowing the context that we know now, we're eight episodes in, it's such an interesting, like, decision to make to endorse Boji. Like, considering that he didn't really have to do that, but he did it, and it just feels like now the decision, and now that he's in Data's, like, if, that was, if this was the plan all along, then... It just seems really like grandiose. Like you know, you're gonna kill off. Like it's gonna be in the appearance of the data killing. Right. So like the appearance of it looks interesting to me as to like why he so would choose why he would choose the exterior of data as the 
carrier out of this deed that he's made of killing his son. So it doesn't look like it's him who killed Boji. And it looks like it was his brother who was jealous of Boji because Boji was next in line to become king. And this way... He's an asshole. I'm going to tell you that right now, dude. I mean, look look at the way that's set up. Like, it's well, just, He's just setting it up to be like... He may be an asshole, but he also may be a grandmaster at chess. Because now I'm thinking like he might have picked the bodyguards purposefully um, because he knows how things will play out. Like uh, his right-hand man, uh, Dirt, uh, what, what was the dude, Bevin? Right? Um, like he might have put all these people in place and used them as pawns. Who, who knows, right? Like I, I'm curious to see how the, the show will develop. I think in that one, I think right there is where we see his... He chooses people, his humanity on his side, because he's like you, the snake charmer. He saw how he saved that snake from the rest. So is that maybe he considers himself? Maybe he saw the potential. Maybe in regards to what he's saying, maybe he saw potential Bevan saving him from the snake, being the metaphor that the bolt is the snake right here, the true snake that he needs saved. Mm. Wait, who's the who's the who's the true snake? Bolsa. Both. So when, when he sees Bebin like save the snake, yeah. right, and then the snake obviously becomes loyal to him. Yeah, um, yeah it could be. Also, yeah, man, maybe maybe Boji. He's the one that sent him to yeah. the world to train. And like you said, King Bosa didn't do this, right? But he and Bosa knew that he was in the underworld, or they was going to go and train there. So it's like. But then here's the thing, right? So and, and let me just throw this comment in. Maybe. King Bose's paradigm, like his worldview, is simply is it it is reduced to one simple thing: the absolute pursuit of power. That's it. Nothing else. And anything that is between him and that end is irrelevant, and he needs to get through it. So, um, I mean, we'll see how the how the episode because even at the end. Um, you know, if you guys don't mind me kind of jumping around, uh, we see, you know, Hokuro, he decides he's going to go back. He's going to tell, um, the queen what happened and so, which, yeah, but you know, he's a man, he's a principled man, which I can, which, which I can, uh, which I can uh, appreciate. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and he, he's he's clearly a pawn. Like he's irrelevant. They wouldn't yeah, care if they killed him off. Don't do it, dog. You're being a pawn right now. Yeah, yeah. No, don't You're do this. You're going to go die, dog. You're going to go die, dog. No, I have to. And the very next scene, he's up on... Yeah, in the very next scene, they got him up in like a guillotine or uh, or they're crucifying him. I don't know what it is, but or they're about to hang him, right? It um, also just shows like the like the... Like the event, like because uh, this dude, what's his name? Hokuro? Hokuro? Hokuro. Hokuro, like, he's not like in the royal family, right? He's just kind of like a dude that, like, is being trained or whatever. Like a servant, yeah. So, like, he's not even from the royal lineage. And it just shows you, like, he's like the voice of the people that are just in the town that are just regular people and how much he actually, like, honors and, like, respects the royal, like, word you know and he's like yeah i gotta tell my queen you know what I'm saying like there's an allegiance yeah. there and and he doesn't play the politics game yeah which like, is no, a little naive of mm-hmm. him he's like yeah no the royal family needs to know this you know like they, they need to know the truth and like it yeah it's it's an interesting it, he's an interesting character to me because he's like the he's not he's not f- part of that he just he's really naive and and um yeah, they kind of, you know, they're going to play him. They don't really care about him. Oh, yeah. They, they, well, and and it's just ruthless, right? Like, he couldn't, he literally had no fault of his own. Um, yeah, I could understand Domas, right? That's the one, my, my boy, one hand. Um, that's Domas, right? I could understand them executing that dude. Because it's like, bro, you, you tried to kill Boji. Yes, yes, getting the guillotine. Um but my boy Hokuro, he just, he was just an innocent bystander. He wasn't, like, really trying to, um, 
you know, he was actually genuinely trying to help Boji. So, yeah. Well, we say they're going to off him, but at the end, what we see, uh, Domas comes in, he tries to save Hokuro. And what do you think? What do you think it is? Because what we have at the end is basically what's going to be a public execution of Hokuro. We have Queen Heating there. We have um, what looks like the villagers surrounding, I think. Dorsh um, uh, is there. And then King Boris comes out of nowhere. That's when he blasts Dorsh with the, the club. And Domas comes in and he tries to save Hokuro. Well, after that, you know, he, he's unsuccessful. But King Bose, I mean, I'll, I'll refer to him as King Bose because it's not Daya anymore. He whispers something to uh, Domas, right? I don't know what in, what that could be. Is that, you know, you failed? You didn't kill Bogey? Is it, um, I'm going to kill Queen Heating, right? Like that, that was purposefully shown to us, him whispering something, because it's going to have a reference in the future, I believe. It's going to come back. The, yeah, exactly. And, and, and we'll know exactly what was said. Um, but anyways, after that, Domas and Hokuro, they're ordered by the king to seal the underworld, go into the underworld. Now Doma says he's going to train Hokuro uh, to become a competent swordsman, and they're going to go to the underworld, seal it. That's what Boji is, isn't he? I think so. Right, Paul? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, he's um, so If he seals it... But that's, so, Remember, he's like, go and close the gate that we have in the castle. But... If he seals it, is he trying to seal Boji out? No, because if he that's does... That's just a direct link to the, the castle on them, so it's like danger. Uh, they can still go out the, other, the main entrance. The way they got in. We'll see. Point is, to me, what it came across is like, we're sending some of the cavalry to go go, go check on, on, on Boji. Because uh, and, and Boji knows that it's King Paul's. Other, other yeah, he people, does. like... It's interesting that almost everybody that's in that yeah. scene doesn't know that data is false. You know? Yeah, and it looks like and it's only that dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. That they each each one would know that only King Bosa could do, like the diamond. Mm-hmm. He different, like there's some linings, and like you said, he didn't hit him hard, but he hit him with the stick hard enough to know that it wasn't it wasn't data. Wasn't yeah. And yeah, he did. With fucking Dormas, he just he didn't. He just showed him his, his intimidating presence. Like, wait a second, this is not his vibe. This isn't King Dida. This dude is moving different. He feels like he feels like death. Who is this different aura? Um, but then again, maybe he's not the one playing chess. Maybe Miranjo is the one that's playing chess. That's gonna be the case, right? There's always like um, the Cheneys, the Dick Cheneys. You never know who the true puppeteer is here, or the puppet master. Boss is probably just George Bush, and we have Dick Cheney in the background over here running mm-hmm. shit, Marana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah, that makes that so makes be- sense to me. That would make yeah, that would make sense. I mean, King Boss doesn't really strike me as like yeah, that, that intelligent, <laughs> that like intellectual being. You know what I'm saying? Like he's more brute. Yeah, he's just yeah, like let me kill this fucking boulder sh- to now I'm the king. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't even like. Yeah, I'm gonna have everybody work for me. And the way he, yeah, the the romantic words he had for his uh, his wife, his potential wife. I want you to mate with me. Yeah. So yeah, she she's probably gonna she's she's definitely gonna play a role. She came up in another scene too. I forget what scene she was in though, but she she came up again. And yeah, I'm sure that she's gonna she's gonna play a role in this because there's there's just there's just so many moving pieces. I am interested in that storyline though. Like about the dude that went down, both of them going down to the underworld. Like, I'm curious as to like what Horuko is gonna become through that training. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're I saving know. him, and he seems really naive and kind of innocent, really. Um, and like going down to the underworld, like what that's gonna do to his character? Because, yeah, he's he's. I, I like him, you know. I like him just based on this episode. He's like, you know, he's a cool character to me because he's a cool character. I, I, 
feel like we're going to see him. Um, his eyes are going to open up and he's going to, he's going to come back a different man, not just from a skill perspective, but maybe also more calloused, more savvy, understand that, that the world's bigger than what game, game is to be played a bigger world and, than the kingdom, you know, cause that's just kind of yeah. what it feels like that all his world is. His world is just knowing what the kingdom is saying. And now you're going to go somewhere else and you're going to kind of know yeah, like, the, the real shit, you know? Yeah. And that the kingdom doesn't like the politics to be played, you know, the dirty games and, and all of that, like things are going to open his eyes. It's like when you find out that Santa Claus isn't real, it's not I hate to have I hate to have broken it to whoever, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and it's like you have to rewire your mind, and you're like, how could how could my parents have lied to me forever? And now, you, now you know, it's like obviously that, that's like a trivial thing, but um, we'll see how it goes. I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing. You know, they're, they're setting it up really well. Like what whatever the climax is going to be, and I haven't watched the end of the season. I held off specifically for you know sake of conversation but um we'll see how it goes you guys had anything else to add before we jump into these questions i have for you boys nope i feel like we i feel like we we, we talked a lot like i feel like we kind of unpacked the episode and um really uh you know there's some good perspectives i thought so yeah, if not, let us know guys let us know in the comments there's anything we missed anything else yeah, did we miss anything? Um, I feel yeah, yeah. But anyways, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes because it really feels like it's taking shape. Mm-hmm. You know, some would say maybe contrary to Cowboy Bebop, where yeah, it, it feels guy, like we're still guy, on episode this guy, one. This guy would say that. <laughs> this guy would say that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not an attack on the show. That. It's not it's an called, attack it's, on the it's show. It's called sessions. They're called sessions. It's, not, it's, it's, not, it's, remember not, that it's remember not an that. attack. It's not an attack on the show. I opened Pandora's box. Verbiage of the fucking of the author for Bebop. They're not episodes. These are sessions, like jam. Sure, sure. You know what? And and the Bible has a bunch of fucking books. And you know what? That doesn't necessarily mean that it's always like you know. Like gonna be clear, and it's not supposed to be clear. Yeah. I understand that. No, not exactly. I know. I understand that. So not, it does not have a linear path. <laughs> it's all like, I'm saying is that there are some books to open old wounds that don't lead anywhere. <laughs> and uh, you know, they didn't mean to open up any any wounds. Uh, <laughs> we just need to watch it. Yeah. But Bebop is a beautiful. In its defense, Bebop is a beautiful story, and. You know, the, the best is yet to come. But I got I got a couple of questions here. Um, literally two questions because I, one of them we answered during the uh, during the quiz on the spot. Okay, well I'll I'll come up with it while while you guys while you guys are uh, debating. Let me find my. Let me find my questions here. Damn it. It's cool. I think I closed my, my notebook clean where I had the questions. That's nice. Fuck me. Needless to say, I'll edit this part out. There you go. God, no, I had technical difficulties. We didn't save the questions, and I closed my freaking notebook. And you had just said... We were almost there. You had just said we didn't have any technical difficulties. We were almost there. Damn it. Our tagline should be, if you like to overthink anime episodes and... And technical difficulties. This is this is the and podcast. Technical for you. difficulties. This is a podcast for you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, dude! I literally told Paul like the first five minutes after we started. Oh man, we haven't had any technical difficulties. No issues. Smooth sailing. Wow! I hit an iceberg right now. Ah. All right, boys. Um, good episode. Good conversation. Uh, excited to see where you know Ranking of Kings 
goes. And yeah, I guess we'll sign out with that. All right. Everyone listening, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Uh, you guys let us know what you thought about the episode, right? Um, did we miss anything? All right. Um, did we not talk about it? All right. So. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we appreciate your feedback. Thank you, guys. We'll be back. We see the engagement on Instagram. Appreciate that as well. So, <laughs> later. Should we just start saying bye in different languages? It sounds to me like that's a